welcome to the South Road Boys. Welcome back, Mr. Barnes. Mr. Mather. I'm good, mate. How are you? Oh, crack a lacking. Um, crack a lacking. What the crack fuck is that? How's your How's your week been? Uh, yeah, good. Bought a bike. Good. I did. I heard you got a bike. Yeah. <laughs> is it the town bike? Uh, no, it's not the town bike. Uh, holidays. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a mountain bike. You know, it's like, like a mountain goat, but it's not. It's a bike. Have you yeah. been on said mountain yet? I, uh, not mountain, but I tell you what, I've forgotten how hard hills are. Even with a shit ton of gears. Yeah. Hills still take it out of you. I don't remember hills as a kid. I think the problem being, though, is when you were a kid, you were at least 30 to 40 kilos lighter. True. And it's also a thing is when you were a kid, and I found this with many things, like, I always remember as a kid that summers, it was sunny every day. And went forever. Yep. I don't remember there being bad weather in summer. I'm assuming no. there probably was. Yep. But I've just blocked that shit out. Um, the <laughs> same I've found is the same with that riding a bike with hills. I don't yep. remember there ever being hills being a problem. Like, they were there, but I never remember them being a problem. And that's when now, we didn't need- <laughs> But did you even have, I mean, I know I had two bikes growing up as a kid because, um, well, I had one and then when I got to my teenage years, I got a, a, a 10 speed. But my original bike, the, the bike I probably spent the most time on was just a dirty old uh, BMX. And that would have been the one that came up in a previous podcast. It sure was yeah. the one that I got to restore, which was my 1983 Supermax Chromo for those playing at home. <laughs> you sound like someone who's talking about an old car. you got so much love for this bike. Oh, seriously, the people who are into the old school BMXs, of which this is part of that era, and especially because this BMX was in BMX Bandits. So because it was nice. in the film... It was, and it was of the day, it was it was just the bike. You yeah. know, you had your mongoose and all that kind of stuff, but this was up there. Um, so people Nicole still Kidman. Yeah. Yeah, cocks out for the Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> used to, I actually used to have a thing for Nicole Kidman. Actually, now I think about ringer. it, it comes up a fair bit that all these people had a thing for, but... Because um, she's a I'm ringer. A, exactly. I mean, I was a typical teenage boy, probably in his 20s, um, who really <laughs> thought she was good, but aren't dead calm. Yeah, 30s. That's the yep. movie that first put her on my radar. I think we've spoken about that once before, probably in the same segment when we spoke about the bike, which made us talk about Noah Kidman, which, which made us talk about, about Dead Calm. Dead Calm, and yeah. then her boobs. And the fact we've actually now done, what well, this is now, what, our 19th podcast? Fuck, yeah, it is. Um, we've got to start remembering what we've talked about. <laughs> nah, because the thing is, it's like, look, you and I can't have a conversation without talking about things we've talked about before. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just not possible. It's how it is. And so it's not going to be able to happen here. Yeah. So anyway, mountain bike. <laughs> Are you loving it? Are you yeah, enjoying actually, it? Um, I went on a bit of a cruise on... I picked it up on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I went for a bit of a cruise Tuesday night. Um, probably about 4K. Yep. So it's a pretty little trick. And because I'm not used to it, but then on Saturday... I thought, okay, I need. Re- I, I'm coming up with reasons to ride the bike mm-hmm. instead of you know, if you're going to go to the shop, instead of getting in the car and going to the shop, jump on the bike and go to the shop. Exactly. So we had to vote, of course, in the Tasmanian elections on Saturday. Oh yes, yeah, so you would have had to go get your democratic sausage. Yeah, exactly right. I did got a hamburger <laughs> though. Really bucked the trend there. Oh hello. Yeah, but I decided, okay, I'll go to uh, Montello, which is I don't know what it is, maybe three k away from where I'm here. Mm-hmm. I thought I'll cruise on the bike and I'll go and vote. 
yes. on the bike. Well, not actually on the bike. I might ride the bike in, but oh, you I'll sure take have. the bike. So I've done my little cruise here. I've got the Everyone are going, look at that beard, look at that bike, bloody <laughs> greens. Bloody greens. Bloody greens, yeah. Hug a tree, bitch. <laughs> yeah, lentil munching yeah. tree, hugging um, hairy arm, bit yeah, exactly. Go and use some kale deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vegan kale deodorant. <laughs> they put kale in everything. Um, so yeah, rode the bike, got there, and I've got the little cool little backpack thing on that sits on. Fuck, I look cool. Do you? I think. Oh well, I think I do. Look, what other people think doesn't matter. And now, are you wearing shy boy shorts, or have you? There's no fucking lycra and shit in this room, my friend. So you're not a mammal. You're not a middle aged man in lycra. No, 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 no. Oh, no. No, we're wearing shorts, and we're just wearing you know like a, a loose top. It's good. Yep. Yeah, but um, obviously we're in the stack app. Uh, there's nothing cool about a stack app, or as but they call know, them now, helmets. <laughs> yeah, but we used to call them spack hats, and that was because you and I were riding, or we were teenagers when the law came in that it was no longer optional, that it mm. became mandatory. So spack hats back then were just these spack orange hats. things, and it made you look spack. And there were these orange things that just they were ugly. And everyone's like, yeah, they want to. But now it's just everyone's wearing one, and it's no big deal, and you can find ones. It's like the one I've got. It's more like a skateboarding one. Yeah. Yeah, but no, they're does, pretty cool. So I've turned up, and I've, I've um, because the way the helmets worked out, it's in line. So when you take it off, you've got all these, like, four mohawks in your head. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> really weird. So I just throw the cap in the backpack. So I got there. I've taken the helmet off, thrown on the bike, got the cap out of the backpack, put it on, gone in, voted, come back out, put the stack out back on. Got my hamburger. Oh. For, I think it was uh, $2.50. Bargain. With um, onion? No, not an onion fan. Don't do onion. <gasps> really? Love With it. the barbecue sauce, two slices of bread also, not one slice of bread. Anyone that has a hamburger or one slice of bread, mental. Why would you? It doesn't deserve the hamburger. You're getting charged the same. Exactly right. Have the other bit of bread. Yeah. yeah. Well, For your seagull if you don't want to eat it, but you know. Yeah. So then I uh, jump back on the bike after having uh, lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, cruise down to kind of Lower Burnie. <laughs> <laughs> I created a new suburb. Lower Burnie. Lower Burnie. And I uh, just cruised around for a bit and finally made it home. Did about, I think it was about 14k or something. Now, did you go up via the park? Uh, Burnie Park, yes. Yeah, that's the easiest hill out of all the bad hills. <laughs> yeah. Um, still a struggle to get to the top, but did make it to the top, which I've now done twice without a break. Mm. Mm. Which is good, but um, and then we did a bit of a ride in the afternoon as well with uh, Jazz and her son Harry. Yes, and we knocked about another eleven k off. So I did twenty five k in one day. Now that to me is a phenomenal amount of kilometres. Yep. Uh, and how long my, did it take you my to do ass that? the next day? Yep. Told me it was. <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take you? Would you imagine to do that twenty five k? Well, actually, I've got a, an app on my phone. I think it's Strava. Oh, yes, I use, I've got a similar one, free yeah, one. Yeah, which you can use it for running, swimming, or riding, uh, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty cool. It plots where you go. And uh, I worked out, I think I was about 50 minutes to 55 minutes each time, so a couple of hours. Isn't it interesting that the, the people in in the Tour de France do about 500 k's? No, probably not more. About 250 k's. Yeah, I think k's. you need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, it's about, it's about 200 k's. In about the same time. They do it in five hours. Yeah, but look, there's a there's a reason for that. Similar hills, though. <laughs> there's a reason for that, and I'll give you a couple of reasons, actually. Number yes. one, they're athletes. 
To I minor point. Well, I thought you were a highly tuned athlete. In, my, in my mind, athlete, I'm an athlete. There is no yes. finely tuned about this physique. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's finely shaped. Yeah. yeah. And uh, number two, uh, they've got incredible technology between their legs. <laughs> and and you refer, are you referring things. to Lance Armstrong's artificial <laughs> testicle? <laughs> or, or the actual bike itself? Uh, no, the bike itself. I think we'll stay away from Lance Armstrong's testicle. You know what they have got between their legs, though, that you don't want? <laughs> I, know, I can tell you one thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what's that? Barnacles. Oh, really? That's what they call... The calloused bit of skin between the on the gooch, basically between the anus and the testicle, because they're in, spend so long in a bike. Even though they wear you know a little bit of padding on their on their bike shorts or whatever, those seats have no padding at all. They're not designed for and, comfort. No, and they they spend hours and hours and then days and days. And they're like the tour itself's like two weeks or something. That's insane. So they they build up these little calluses and. The cyclists call them barnacles. <laughs> well, good on them. We won't have to worry about that. I will say one thing, though. Once again, difference yes. of uh, childhood thinking to adult thinking. Mm. When you're a child, you basically think you're invincible. Ten foot tall, bulletproof. Yeah. Like I remember, I also had the 10-speed, which was a phenomenal piece of technology back in the day. Oh. 10-speed bike. So we would, uh, I would ride to school. Now, you went to the same school. And when I say yes. ride to school, I mean I rode for about 100 or 200 metres to the bottom of Ironcliffe Road and then pushed, and and then pushed my bike pretty much up to the school, all ah, just so I could, could ride down. down the hill on the way back. Oh. Now, I remember back in the day, uh, we had a wonderful speedo and I got up to 82 clicks coming down that hill. Yeah. To the point where, as you would know, on the overpass, that goes flat. So you come down the hill, you hit the overpass, it goes across the highway. And then, of course, at the other side of the overpass, it dips down again and loops down into the hill. A left and then a right. Yeah, so because you hit that flat piece, when you go and so quick, you actually go a little bit airborne over there, and then you've got to get it back so you don't hit the fence and come round. Now, that sounds like fun in itself, but as you might remember... Yes. We used to have buses and stuff coming up and down that hill after school. Who would always cut the corner. Mm. And uh, <laughs> there were some very, very close... I remember there was one time I actually went in between two buses coming up and down. Yes. And we didn't Champion. think anything different of it. No, because... And you weren't wearing a helmet back then, either. No, no, there was no helmets. There was no such thing. Um, now... Uh, on my little trek I did on the Tuesday or the Wednesday night, whichever night it was. You've got 30 lights, 15 bells, and a fluoro vest. <laughs> well, no, and you only fluoro. stick to the bike I've got a fluoro vest. No, I was on the road. But I've come down oh. this hill, and I actually backed up. I hit the brakes a bit to back off because I realised I was going fairly quick, and I'm not as confident on the bike, of course. It's been 25 years since I've ridden a bike. <laughs> yes. Um, like, back when rainbows were black and white. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um and I backed off, and also then even on the brakes, so there's front and back brakes. The front brakes are hydraulic, so they're a bit more touchy. Mm. So I'm a little bit careful not to hit them, and suddenly just, I mean, bad things would happen. Hit the front brakes. Oh, you've got hard. disc, you've got disc brakes. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, but when I got back and checked on the app, I was actually doing mm. 53k down that hill. Yes. I was actually 3k over the limit, which straight away I think, fuck yeah, <laughs> you are a king. <laughs> 
<laughs> but the brain side of me that actually wasn't real keen on it yes. recognised in my mind the things that were going to happen if something fucked up in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I could see about seven or eight different imageries happening in front of my eyes. So, yeah, the brakes got applied very quickly. <laughs> I remember, because I, remember, I lived halfway up South Road, so I used to actually suck it up first thing and ride up the hill. And then I would oh, ride... That's smart. I but would you know, ride... You still have that little steep one near the golf club in Penguin, though. No, oh, no, no, no. you'd avoid it. You go through the bush. Go through the bush past oh, the BMX track. Which is now about to be the entire new football ground. And Correct. So the, the mm. worst part of it was, was from my house to the top of South Road. Yeah. Because you're hitting it straight up. And I love um, the fact that we're throwing a South Road reference <laughs> in as well. Because I was thinking so, today, other yes. than the great Russell Robinson who played for Melbourne Football Club, Rusty, yep. we right now, in this moment, in yes. this time, in yes. this motherfucking age, yes. are very possibly the most famous people to come out of South Road. Wow. I know. Dun, 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 and I would dun. love, I just... if there's any Penguinites out there that know about or... South Road, to tell us if there is anyone that's actually got a bit of fame and fortune that's come off South Road, other than Rusty and us. We will even accept Alveston South Road as well. Yeah, okay. because it because it is the same road. It is. Um, it won't carry as much weight if we're we, if we're no, honest. No, we don't hold it at the same <laughs> level of acceptance or yeah. prestige as what the oh, penguin is. Oh, definitely not. No, it's 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 not. Look, South Road Penguin would be the Lamborghini Murcielago, and Alveston South Road would probably be the Datsun 180B. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, you know, every family's got that Both one cars. member that is part of the family. <laughs> yep. But you know, he's a little bit off. The red-headed stepchild, as I choose to call it. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway. Um, yeah, and if when in doubt, you can hit us up on Facebook, um, South Road Boys, or Twitter, at South Road Boys, yeah. or even website, southroadboys.com. You and you'll notice that I had a, a bit of a Facebook-like busting campaign happen yesterday. Oh, you really in which I, Yeah, I did. I actually put invites out to all my Facebook people. And yes. pretty much just said, you know, we're doing this thing. Um, there's a bit of craziness going on. You know, if you want to join in, give us a like and we'd really be happy about that. Shenanigans. And, um, you weren't drunk, were you? No, I wasn't, no. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we went from 72 likes, yes. which is a phenomenal amount of people on Facebook. Wow. That's, that's more than um, We actually, here's the funny thing. Yes. We doubled it perfectly to 144. Oh, I love that. From little things, big things grow. Big thing. Paul Kelly Thank told you. us that. Paul Kelly, yes. And, uh, you know, you just never know. The South Road boys are finally coming. I know that, I know this has been two people... The boys are back in town. (laughs) Two people on the book today have actually been telling us how much they love what we do. Which is kind of cool. So a big shout out to all the roadies and roadettes. We do. All roadettes. No, I don't think we. Don't, I don't think we need to be gender specific here. I think we can just call them roadies. True, but maybe when we start making apparel, like we can actually have more of a feminine shirt. Yeah, but it'll just be in, in uh, a feminine style for those who prefer to. Well, because you've got to compensate. For, well, actually, no. <laughs> I was about to say to compensate for the boobs. <laughs> What's but when dealing with men our age, you've got moves. <laughs> so it pretty much it's the same style. <laughs> So basically what you're saying is we can just have a unisex shirt. Or, or, or you know, yeah, shirt or tablecloth or <laughs> hessian sack, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so if you want a pair of South Road boxes, <laughs> <laughs> we 
with SRB uh, written across the front that's going to get yeah. your sexy on with the missus. Exactly. Go to southroadboys.com in the <laughs> yeah. future. Apparel yeah, coming no. soon. <laughs> we will. We will do apparel. If any of yeah. you actually, you know what, if people ask, we'll, we'll do a South Road Boys t-shirt. I'll tell you what, I, I would do that. I would wear mm. a South Road Boys cap. I'd do that. Would you? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, as you know, I've kind of gone with the backward cap thing. I've, I've started claiming that back this summer. From the 90s? Yeah, and I actually really love the shit out of it. You really and Kevin it. Smith. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, yeah, me and, me and KS. Uh, which I'm very happy is still around. He had a very big scare. Last yeah, week. absolutely. Dude had a heart attack. Yeah. He shouldn't and have lost all that weight. <laughs> it, well, there you go. But, it, it, I mean, that was the same thing that killed his dad. Mm. So that was, it's, apparently it's runs rife within the family. Yeah, a bit of an eye um, opener. An eye opener. Now, you said you've been contacted. I asked you whether or not you had been drunk Facebooking. And the reason why I asked that is because... I've done um, it before. It's not on this instant. Actually, I've done it many times I've, before. Yes, yeah. Especially about Facebook. You can also delete posts the next day. <laughs> yeah, but you've put things up that has just basically been... It's like you're sitting in a petrol station with a box of matches and you're just flicking them to see which one's going to make it explode. <laughs> because you have had people who are friends who may not be friends of yours anymore on Facebook who have blown up at maybe some comments that you've put on which is deliberately trying to start a conversation. I, I, I do love, as the saying goes, poking the bear. Yes. It's just fun. It's fun sometimes to just throw something into the mix and just see what pops up. Speaking of poking the bear, happy Mardi Gras, everyone. Oh. 40th, 40th annual Mardi Gras has just been this weekend. I know, but I just got your reference. Poking the bear. Which I found out. Oh. Now, we said... It's um, actually really funny. <laughs> Now, we said in our um, in our episode, uh, I Identify as Panda, which, you know what, roadies, if you haven't listened to that, that's probably one of our least listened to episodes, I Identify as Panda. It really, it's fucking funny. I, I actually think it's one of our funniest. I just love it. Um, I do too. Mainly because so of my rant about pandas that was just came out of nowhere at the end. It's just, oh... So good. So if you, are, if, you are, if you're new to the South Road Boys and, and you want... You may not want to go back and listen to the whole back catalogue, which is fine. Please, do yourself a favour. I identify as Panda. There are some jokes in there that I think we will continue to have for quite some time. (laughs) And one of the things that I I found out is we suggested that the LBGTIQ community should be now called the LBGTIQP community. Because we wanted to be all inclusive and add pandas in there. Pandas deserve that. We don't need to. They're already there. What? <laughs> so, as we know, um, amongst So, the roadies men, can't see my face right now when I'm looking at the screen. You, you fucking I, what now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how there um, are a set of, or a subset of the, the gay men who call themselves bears. Yes, generally, I do. Generally defined because they are of a larger build um, and have, they have a love for hair. So, it could be beards, mainly beards body hair and all that kind of stuff. Well, they call themselves bears and they call young bears... No. ...cubs. Oh, okay. Which, 
which means I and they have sex with cubs, which means <laughs> that, that sounded a bit weird. <laughs> which means I don't know whether or not they get the relationship in nature, because bears and cubs is a bit more. <laughs> anyway, um, an old yeah. an an old bear is called a polar bear because obviously all the white fur. Ah, oh, that makes sense. What do you reckon they call an Asian bear? Oh, a they panda. <laughs> really? True story. <laughs> wow. So, hello to all the panda bears out there. I hope you had a great Mardi Gras. Hope you enjoyed oh. Sher. Hope she turned back time for you. Hey, pandas. That's so, awesome. <laughs> gay men who who associate or uh, feel that they are a bear generally get referred to as pandas. Asian. Amongst the L- uh, yeah, Asian who yeah, yeah. Wow. that's how they are referred to by the that LBGTI is hilarious community. Considering that we got to that from the panda thing, yes, through no rhyme or reason, no. and it actually ended up being fact. That yeah. just shows, uh, roadies. If you listen to us, you learn stuff, and the truth is out there. <laughs> no, no post production effects for us this week, is there? <laughs> Here's a lovely little mix there. Uh, uh, my, my partner, Jazz, is reading uh, a book called The Fireman at the moment by Joe Hill, who was Stephen King's son. <laughs> Joe, oh, Hill's, okay. Joe Hill's from King, is his full name. Yes. Goes by Joe Hill. Didn't want to, I suppose, sell out on the King name, wanted to make his own name when it's Joe Hill. Uh, but You know what? If Stephen King had to be my dad, I would have. I would have been oh, yeah. cashing that cow. But here's, in... the, here's the thing, though. Um, I mean, the guy did so much stuff to begin with. He was writing short stories. He was sending off ideas to Marvel. He was yep. uh, doing movie scripts, sending them off, and he was getting nowhere. Uh, and from what I believe happened, there was a bit of a whisper that occurred of who he was. Ah. And then a bit of interest happened, and then he had his, I believe, his anthology come out. And then 20th Century Ghosts, his main first novel, came out and went just gunto crazy, as you would Batch say. crazy. Um, best thing is, though, it was actually a really kick-ass book. Oh, it wasn't good. just a shit book working on a famous name. It was really good. So he's got so this he's book got called skills. The Fireman. Yeah, he's got some mad skills. Um, like got those nun- skills. Nunchuck skills. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, eat the ham. <laughs> you guys having a killer time? Oh, I hope you see. If you haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite, people, please do it. Um, you do have to see Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. It's uh, it's so funny. It's yeah. vote it, for Pedro. <laughs> vote for Pedro. So good. Such a good film. Um, and oh, the main actor is the guy who plays. Uh, he's in Blades of Glory. Yeah, he is. Alongside. Um, I don't Will know his Farrell. name. I guess name is Napoleon. Exactly, Napoleon Dynamite guy. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so so Jazz is reading the Fireman at the moment, and she sent me this little snippet, and uh, it's set in the future in which. Uh, it's an apocalyptic scenario, but what's destroying mankind is a fire parasite. So people are spontaneously combusting because of a disease. Oh. So they so they get this disease and it takes approximately six to twelve months, and eventually they just go poof and they're gone. Oh, so the, so you don't even know whether or not someone's got it or not. Uh, yeah, the, there's it shows on your skin. People know, then they segregate them. Yes. And all the rest, and of course, there's these parallels of. I guess, uh, racism and, and segregation, all that kind of thing, because I want to get these people out of the way. And mm-hmm. But what I'm getting to is, just to get back on the topic, because this is a long way around, which is very unusual <laughs> for us. Um, <laughs> she sent me this little snippet, and they, these two yes. were talking about things they wish they'd done when the world was still the world we know now. 
Okay, yep. Yep. And one of the things with Gillian Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just brilliant. I love it. Oh, What's something you so wish you'd funny. done when the world was still as it was? Gillian Anderson. <laughs> and you know what? I concur, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, speaking of books, <laughs> we were, and that's the only segue I need to make this tenuous blink. I was having a chat to my beautiful baby sister, Steph, who posed me a question that I got half right. So I will pose the same That's question to you. Huh? That's a pass. Half it right. is a pass. Is it still there's a pass only... these days? I mean, it was in our day. 50%? Yeah, 50%. Mind you, there's only two two answers that I'm after, and I only got one of them. That's still and 50%. I, <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll take it. Right. So you're, you're, you are... Uh, an author, not oh, a talker. Crap. <laughs> yep. So for those who are TB writer, give it to a plug. Available now on Amazon, I believe. Yes. Uh, for your Kindle. Um, Look for Troy yeah. Barnes, ladies and gentlemen, if you're really bored and want a really shit read. <laughs> <laughs> Monochromacy, the end of ever and deadlight. Yeah, it won't be as good as the fireman, but I tell you what, you never know, you might love it. You know what? Have a couple of sherbets. You know, a couple of drinks. It might oh, be as good. Anything <laughs> drunk's better at the time. Exactly. Used to be the same what? with sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> Never do that shit, Saber. Oh, no regrets. But I'll tell you what, a couple of drinks, and I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you name me, because we were talking earlier about copyrights and all that kind of stuff. Can you name me, so it, it, most books, um, with the exception of books in apparently Mexico, um, around the world, after a hundred years, become there's no copyright. Oh, so there's <laughs> no copyright. Copyright. <laughs> You're I, I think racist. I, saw, I think I saw a wa- a wabbit. <laughs> Duck season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Waskily wabbit. Quappy um. white. <laughs> it's like I'm from New York. I just can't talk like that. <laughs> uh, questions. <laughs> yes. So. Perpetual copyright. Um, there are two books in the UK that are, will have eternal copyright, whilst eternal two institutions, copyright. two institutions remain intact. What two books do you believe that will have perpetual um, copyright? Well, I'm going to say the Bible straight up. Specifically, which version? Mate, I didn't ever know there were versions. <laughs> oh, there are, yes. yes. Um, so we've got the version that was written on in dirt initially, and then we've got You're the not... version that was then transferred to uh, tree log. <laughs> yes, we've got the tablets. And then it okay. went to tablet, yeah. Yes. Um, and then eventually they invented paper, and they put yes. it onto there. Um, actually, I, I do not know. The New King James. There you go. Why New was King he the James. man that got named after? When there was a big... Oh, here we go. History. <laughs> oh, <folks. your> God. <laughs> history. Look, I'm not going to go through the history of the British monarch, um, but obviously... <laughs> the roadies but, love that information. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? You know what, roadies? It could get you laid at trivia night. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> It'll be with your nana, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> who was there once the Church of England split because oh, of the monarchy? I'm so glad you it, got Basically, right it was time. when the Church of England was formed. Um, and they had the the New King James Bible, is what I believe. So whilst the British monarch is there, that's that's the book that will remain with a perpetual copyright. 
Cool. What is the other book? The other book. Do you believe that has a perpetual copyright? Which, interestingly enough, is still common today yep. and in pop culture. Okay, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with two. Oh, okay. Two possibilities. Yes. So I'm trying to think of books that are well loved and have been around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Moby Dick. Okay. As first, and then I'm going to go with uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein as number two. Right. You'd now, be wrong on both counts. Okay. Good. But I tell you what, <laughs> uh, yep. solid answers. They they very much were Thank you. solid Thank you. answers. Yeah. So why would you think both of those would, in choosing both of those, which why would you think that they would have perpetual copyright? I, honestly, there's no real reason backing it up other than the fact that I know they are much loved to this day and are quite dated, both of them. Ah, um, I don't okay. really know why. Um, mm. If I was going to do The Devil's Advocate, the other one I would probably say that would probably be the Koran. The Koran, no? You, oh, Koran, there you go, wrong pronunciation. Um, only because, obviously, yin and yang kind of religious scenarios. Yeah, yeah no. I, I um, don't know then. I really don't know. So the reason being is because the profits for this book, under the copyright, go to the um, the hospital for sick children in Great Ormond Street, London, in right to all royalty and respect to the public performance, commercial, publication, broadcasting, inclusion in cable programming services of the play by, I can give you his name, you may not know it, uh, Sir James Matthew Barry. No, it means nothing. Peter Pan. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So the way that that book was set up was that um, on his death, it was supposed to expire in uh, 1987, um, 50 years after his death, and the then Prime Minister, um, it was the former Prime Minister, uh, James Callaghan, um, who was still an MP at the time, sponsored a bill that granted the hospital those uh, copyright rights, and so as long as that... Hospital That's for sick kids actually is there. really cool. Yeah. So all this Tinkerbell stuff that you see and all that kind of stuff, some of that money filters back into this hospital. So that is, well, I think it's really bloody good. So is that why your sister brought this up? Because it was probably brought up at work because she works in the medical profession? No, she's like me. She just talks useless bullshit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of uh, useless but, bullshit, yes. I've got to bring up something with you, my friend. Oh, Because um, as we know... Uh, we came up with, well, I came up with the hashtag author, not a talker, a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of uh, pressure on me to get things right when it comes to the printing of the word. Otherwise, you can come back and slap me with it. So mm-hmm. so the way we work <laughs> weekly with our podcast, and we're nearly caught up to where we are live now. So we're nearly there. Like we're Basically, we record on a Monday night. And then yes. what we'll do is hope to release that week before the end of Friday. And bang, we record on the next Monday. So... The roadies will be listening to these a couple of days after we record it. And we're nearly there now. Mm, within seven days. Well, yeah, okay, within <laughs> Don't seven put days. Don't pressure on me, right come on. on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the way come we work on. in the midst of that is yes. that I will listen back and do the little description that the roadies read saying, Oh, you know, yeah, so... Joe does oh, this, whatever it is. And then you come up with the title. So you're right. yeah, you really are showing how the magic happens. Yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, so much. Which to is this. fine. Yeah. So yes, we so, record. Uh, yep. And so what we people share don't, 
Yeah. So yeah. we record separately. You send me the audio file. I do the IT audio stuff. Name it because I have to name the file something. Mm-hmm. And then I send it to you to listen to. And, then and because the you're the person who's actually written three fucking books and I have problems <laughs> with <laughs> with holding a pen. No! Um, we, as in I, agree that you, the writer, should write the descriptions. Yeah, and look, that's fine. I've got no issue with that at all. Yes. Um, I did do a couple of errors in the current one, which you had to fix, and that's fine. Two. I will accept that, and I've got no yes. problem accepting that. Yes. Now, the problem I have got yes. is that one of our roadies, yes. uh, Catherine Revel, shout Catherine, out to Catherine, hello. who is loving us. Um, she's up to date. Wow. So she listened to three this three podcasts this morning. She will be downloading the new one, number 17, 17. we put up. She'll yes. be listening to that tomorrow. Heaven to but Murgatroyd. She did happen to tell me that episode 16, which I think is a tenuous technology. Yes. Tenuous is spelled incorrectly. <laughs> now, now, I'm throwing this to you. Uh, yes. Mainly because you're doing the titles, I'm not. So it's your responsibility. Rhodey's the author. Did not fuck that one up. Well, okay. I, it, it, all right. <laughs> Seems how you've publicly called me out, yeah. for fuck's sake. <laughs> right? Yeah. I called it that and sent it to you to do the descriptions. You then responded, having the opportunity to correct the mistake after viewing the title and then sent it back to me. Then, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Said nothing. Nothing. Copy and pasted it. I, I did mine. I just copied and pasted. I just copied so, and pasted the title. Right. So why am I to fucking blame? Because like, you should have researched it. Tenuous is not a word I've ever actually written down. I think in my entire life. I assume you researched the word. Checked no, it. No. Didn't you type it anywhere that had spell check? Look, I just, I just really disappointed that I'm working with someone with such an amateur. <laughs> Appeal here. <laughs> I just think that the roadies deserve better. Well, they do, but that if they deserve better, they probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what did I, I actually sent this to someone uh, just the other day, which is quite. Um, so hang on a second. Which hang is on a quite second. prevalent. T- so I'm just going to say just um, E N. U I T Y. No. How is it spelled then? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, was it a T E N? I think it's O U O S. No, it might be U O U S. No, fucking tell me how it is. I'll fix it now. T E N O U. Right, I'm just going on to the face. T E N U O U S. U O U S doesn't fucking look right, but I'm sure she's doesn't right. Doesn't fucking look right, but I know. Look, Catherine's pretty spot on with the words. She actually did some editing on my books, so. Ah, oh, so she... Bitch loves to get it right. <laughs> oh, fair enough then. Well, if you go to southroadboys.com, by the time you have heard this, it will now say T E N U O U S technology. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't that tenuous? Uh, so, what I was going to say before I sent this little <laughs> meme to someone Fuck the other you very day. Much. They said, uh,. I'd wish you the best, but I am the best, and you don't deserve me. <laughs> oh. oh! Isn't that harsh? <laughs> that, that's cold. Oh, no, it's pretty good, though. <laughs> that, that's, that's not happy joy feelings. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I... yeah okay. <laughs> See, I've got that off my chest now, and I feel a lot better about myself. <laughs> I, well, I'm glad you feel better. I feel yeah. slightly, you know, shit. I feel like <laughs> I've been hugged by the positive energy of the world around me. Oh. And you're just a redhead that feels negative. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a redhead, so that's status quo. <laughs> Whatever you want. Whatever you like. That's <laughs> uh, a good thing. I love you. Yes. Now, onomatology. 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 Do you want me to use that as a sentence? <laughs> yes, without looking it up. Onomatology. Okay. Onomatology. Yes. I have been looking up onomatology. I was yes. very interested in... Polygamy. <laughs> but during the research stages of such an act yes. of lifestyle change, yeah. I instead got turned on by onomatology. Oh, oh, funny. Very funny. Thank you. So we're nowhere near. So nowhere near what it actually means. Uh, now, do you know uh, for, what you're... For the roadies at home, though, just quickly, uh, polygamy? Yeah. Is is not when you have sex with pygmies. Just no. point that out there, because I know most people get mixed up with that one. Most people have just heard that and gone, wow, dude was going to have sex with a pygmy. And look, there's nothing wrong with that either. As long as they're an adult pygmy and not a baby pygmy, that gets a bit weird. Uh, Th- but... There must be consent. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And they must be decent as well. <laughs> so, now do you think they got called that is because they were originally just a race of people and one guy wanted to have sex with a pig and he didn't know how to do it, so he said to his mate, pig me, pig me! <laughs> just, as some, just as some explorer walked around the corner and went, what the deuce? As this guy's getting rammed by a pig. <laughs> By another mate, you went, a bunch of pygmies. Oh, oh God, we <laughs> speak about the most random things. <laughs> now, so, right. Yeah, onomology. Is it onomology? Onomology. Onomology, Now, do okay. you know, your, your, your surname is Barnes? It is. So that would mean that if you trace back the history of the name Barnes, your ancestors' ancestors most probably were barn builders. That's <laughs> generally, you know, people who, you know, if they if their last name is Steele, they most probably worked as Steele or, you know, blacksmith and all that kind of stuff. I was pretty sure they were either doctors or prostitutes. <laughs> um, yeah, or they could be Jack the Ripper. Could they? I tell <laughs> A doctor who cool. killed prostitutes. Yeah. Ah, combining both things, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and foot soldier is also the onomology... Of the name Troy. And the reason yeah. why we bring that up is because... Oh, today, that's a day. Of... <laughs> oh, is day. learn what your name means, Day. <laughs> it's so weird because we used to start off the podcast and you would start off normally with the day. And now yes. we, we get into it. I think, yes. what's he going to do this time? And then we talk for ages. And it completely loses any kind of... 
tenancy in my mind and yes. leaves me completely. Yes. And then you just pull some random shit out of nowhere. Yes. Like onomology. Yes. <laughs> I thought I'd do that. So that's what your name means. Oh, that's And that's so what t- today is. We find out what your name means. So any of the roadies out there who don't know what your name means, then... Um, then maybe you should. I'd just like to say, though, because of the way you attacked me, <laughs> I'd just like to tell you what my name means. Um, I'm assuming it means uh, something to do with uh, with a teacher, with addition, a mathematician. God, God will <laughs> add. That's what uh, Joseph God means. God will add. God will add. It is a very old name. Um, sometimes it's pronounced in different parts of the world as Yusuf. Um, very, very old, and it's basically Joseph was the chosen son, hence the reason why we have the the story of Joseph and his Technicolor coat. Oh, aren't you special? <laughs> oh, I just am. I am a snowflake. I am a snowflake. special snowflake. So <laughs> there you go. And I think Mather is something from people who made thatching. <laughs> okay, I was a roofer. Well, that's what I was thinking of the Mather side of things. Yeah, I thought Mather. Yeah, no, no. yeah, Mather. As they call it. Um, so that is our fun holiday for today. Oh, I'll uh, tell you what, I'm glad I know that. And it's a twofer. Oh, today is also twofer. Cinco de Macho. What now, now? Cinco de Macho, not to be confused with Cinco de Mayo, which is the um, uh, the Spanish, oh sorry, the Mexican or South American um, holiday that's celebrated to. About the defeat of the French army? No, that's Cinco de Mayo. Because I was Cin- certain that's what it was. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, I think that also coincides with like the Day of the Dead and all that kind of stuff. I, I could be wrong on that one. That's so kind of cool. I'm with you on that please, one. Please correct me if I'm wrong, Rodies. But um, Cinco de Macho is basically what is the 12 days period leading up to St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's actually good. So it's basically start today and you've got 12 days to get conditioned to drinking <laughs> before St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that'd be a big 12 days. Apparently it is. So oh, wow. Just keep on drinking for the next 12 days so that you don't get drunk on St. Patrick's Day because you're already pissed. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, yeah, that seems excessive. <laughs> it does seem excessive, doesn't it? <laughs> St. Patrick's Day itself in the past has been very big. I don't think we need a run-up. <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> just no, no. Just no, just no. Just there was no. a. I remember years ago. I want to say yes. It was quite a few years ago when we had uh, mm. McGinty's Irish Bar still in Burnie. Uh, St Paddy's Day was a fairly big one, and I used to love drinking Nuki Brown, Newcastle Brown Ale. Yes, it was an absolute love of mine that I adored. And I remember when I was in Vegas. Um, I was so happy because I saw a Nuki van or a Newcastle Brown van there. And it was done in all the colours, the big logo on the side. Because we hadn't been able to get it on tap in Australia for quite a few years. They stopped um, exporting it to other countries or to Australia anyway. Now, and on, um, is, it, is it Newcastle in the UK or is it Newcastle, Newcastle as UK. in... Not New South Wales. No, Newcastle not, UK. Not the home of the Knights. No, not the home of the Knights. <laughs> right, no. okay. So <laughs> it's, a, it's an English ale. So uh, they have this uh, setup where if you drank five pints, you get a free Newcastle pint glass. Oh, well, challenge um, accepted. And they were pretty. They were a nice little glass. They, they had the logo on them, all the rest. They, they were quite, quite special. Oh, as, right. Br- as Bruce McAvaney would say, special. special. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't remember a lot of the night. <laughs> <laughs> What I do know is I wake. What I I do know is I wake up the next day in my house with my girlfriend at the time, Laura. Yes. And um, I had four pint glasses. (laughs) Oh, and no self-respect because I don't know whether I drank them all. I don't know whether I found some. I don't know what the hell happened. I know that there's a chance the way I was the next day that I may have had a decent stab at it. <laughs> <laughs> or did you just blow the barman? Oh, man, at that stage, <laughs> anything possible for a Nicky Brown glass? <laughs> oh, but yeah. Oh, Some patty wow. stuff. Mm. No, there's no <laughs> way. Memories you could... or, or not. <laughs> you couldn't consume 20 pints, could you? I That's wouldn't like, think so. Even Even if it wasn't booze. That sheer volume of liquid is a, a lot, lot of beer. It's a lot of beer. It's a lot of fucking water. All I know is I had four <laughs> glasses. Um, how? I reckon, do you know what I reckon you did? I reckon, those? You, <laughs> I reckon you probably earned the first one, maybe, maybe the second one, and you just randomly snuck around and stole the other two <laughs> from <laughs> other people who had also earned them who can't remember what else I, happened. I can say that I don't think there's any worries about earning the second one because I used to love that Nuki. Oh, mm. mate. But um, three and four, um, you know, there's a good chance that maybe I stole them. <laughs> <laughs> and you would have been like in your... Remember how people... like oh, Not remember, but you know how people um, shout whisper? Shh! I'm just going to take the class, but don't tell anyone! I tell you, girls are very good at shout whispering. <laughs> they are so good at it. Uh, you know what else girls are good at? This actually brought up something that happened the other day. I, 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 made, I made a realisation of something, right? Yes. Guys and or, or men and women were pretty different. And I'm not <laughs> yes. just talking anatomy. I'm talking everything about us. We're, we're, we're basically a different species. Um, to <laughs> yes. the point where you have moments where you just go, women, what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you don't even need anything else. But what I did discover the other day mm. is that uh, men and women have something very interesting in common. Uh, and, that's, and that's size. Boobs. <laughs> oh. Right. Size. Yes. Or to be more particular. Um, Precise. How we identify size. Yes. Right. For instance, if a girl says, or a woman says, or a lady says, or a transvestite says. <laughs> yes. Holler out there to all our transvestite uh, roadies. I'm certain yes. there's many, because you guys rock. Um. If they say that they've seen a spider, yes, you can guarantee they've told you it's five times bigger than what the spider actually was. Yes. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. If, if the spider was, and you can't see my hands, but this big, yes. then you can probably shrink it way until your hands actually meet each other. <laughs> yes. And that's how big the spider was. And that's fine. That's still a big spider. I get it. You're scared of the spider. No mm. one likes spiders if you're scared of spiders. So they look huge. They're scary. And you run. It's a little bit like if we met a, a bear. <laughs> <laughs> We'd I run. Think, I think, though, in my opinion, men have three sizes of spider. There's the huntsman, which is fucking big. They're normally the big guys, yep. Yep. And then you have something that's slightly smaller than a huntsman, like a, a really big white tail. 
Yep. And that gets referred to as, oh, I was decent. Yeah. And then everything else is a small little piss ant. Cool. Like I everything agree. else I is completely a small agree. spider. Whereas, which you uh, have to deal with. Yeah, which for the female folk, every spider's huge. Is fucking enormous. Yeah. Bordering on arachnophobia. We're talking um, bird, Brazilian bird spider. Like that's oh, how big. Definitely. We're talking about uh, pterodactyls. Yeah. Pterodactyl just coming in and landing on the, on the wall. Um, so there's that. And I realise that there's a very similar thing that guys do in the same vein. That's exactly <laughs> the same. Right? <laughs> Can I just point out before you go on to that, that to all our female roadies or any arachnophobes out there, that the largest spider that you're probably going to encounter in Australia is going to be the huntsman. And that's yep. the one that's going to do the least amount of damage to you. Oh, you can we pick have, them up. We have, I think, seven or eight of the world's deadliest spiders living in Australia. None of them are the huntsmen, and they are all classified by blokes as fucking small, and they yeah. will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the huntsmen are cool. Normally, if my way, I won't try and kill a huntsman. They're not doing anything wrong. They're just hanging around. And they've um, just got the so big I'll, legs and the big body. Yeah, they're just big. So I'll normally go and try, get a newspaper. Yes. You get, the, get him to crawl onto the newspaper, and those he's crawling yes. around it, you just change hands and flip the newspaper over until you yeah, get yeah, outside, yeah. then you let him go. Yeah. Because huntsmen are actually pretty cool. They will eat all the other shit, all the other spiders and flies, and but they're actually really good. They're like a rubbish disposal unit that's hairy and a bit scary. I like to take the spider, though, and like I, I don't even generally even use a newspaper. I just put him on my hand, and I generally try and find a car that's parked in the street, that's got the window That's got the window down just a crack. That is not... There are so many people right now listening to this that have just gone, no. Because no. well, otherwise he's going to get cold if he's outside. Yeah, that's fair. So you so just th- let him in the window just a crack. And generally they find a nice safe, safe spot under the sun. Like visor. a visor, yeah. yeah that's all good. And because we live in the west and we're always... Most people travel east first thing in the morning. Yeah. Lesson to be learnt there, roadies. Um, just lock your cars. Leave your windows <laughs> or, up. Or don't fucking lift near Joe. No, yeah. I have never yeah. done that, buddy. <laughs> it's pretty funny, though. Isn't it just? Yeah. So, the similarity I found with men. I yep. said in the same vein, but a different different circumstance. Mm. Is that when men catch a fish, but it gets away. Yes. That fish is always five to ten times bigger than the size oh. of the actual fish. Easy. So, spiders for women, yes. fish for men, yes, in the same box. Oh, fair enough then. Fair enough then. Did you hear? Actually, <laughs> speaking of that, did you see that the the news report about a guy who was found uh, dead in? Um, this is probably about twenty years ago. Dead in a phone box. That's an old news report. <laughs> it's an old news report. Yeah, I was going to make it today, and then I realised it can't be because it's in a phone box. Um, with just slashed wrists, and they don't know what happened. Oh, it wasn't Clark Kent, uh, was it? No, they realised he was on the phone <laughs> to his mate, and he went, and it was this big! <laughs> <laughs> for those who, yeah, the arms yeah, for go the, out. For the roadies at home, that, um, a phone box, normally, it's not like Doctor Who with the tailors. No, um, in Australia yeah, they had glass Little box, you walk in at glass sides, you put your arms out, you'll smash the glass, cut your wrist. Shit joke. You know, yeah, like if, you know, if you're in your 40s, probably even 30s, if you're in your twenties, uh, you probably wouldn't have seen a phone box. Oh, you would, but most of them have been converted now to Wi-Fi hotspots. We found yeah, one when we true. were on holiday you on did. the Central Coast, yeah. and my son went, "Who can we call?" And I've gone, "Well, I don't know. I don't know anyone's number because <laughs> it's all in my phone." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I suppose we could have called my phone, but it just didn't seem to be yeah. as big a deal when you can say, I'm calling from a phone. I know, boy, I'm standing right here. Yeah. Like, it's, it's an interesting setup that, like, if you... I said like like a teenager then. Like. Yeah, like, like totally. Yeah, yeah it's like, like, like if you got caught by, like, bad people... Oh, and, like, uh, totally. And, and you're, like, in a shed somewhere in the, in the bush, or you're yeah. in, the, in, or in the boot of the car. Oh, in the car. And, and then you get out and escape... Oh, get out and escape yeah. like that. And then, and then somehow you, you you go to like a, a payphone somewhere. Oh, but what happens if you don't have any money? Oh, it's not a problem if you don't have any money. You also don't know where his fucking number to call because it's all in your mobile. We don't memorise anything anymore. Except like when you're in Australia and you're a teenager who speaks like this and you actually get out and you like find a phone and then the only thing you can call is like 911. <laughs> Because you don't know Australia's called triple zero. Triple zero. <laughs> now, speaking of phones, I had something that I thought was dead and buried long, long time ago. I don't know about you, but remember, I mean, everyone gets email spam where people are trying to scam money out of you. You know, there's a there's a Nigerian prince who's trying to smuggle out $50 million of the country. And, and quite frankly, as long as you look after... You know your side of things. He'll he'll gladly give you three or four million of that. And I'm certain um, at some stage that has to have been real. Surely, a pos- a guaranteed it. <laughs> yep, and definitely. if you go online, you can see people who then have trolled these people who are trying to scam them, um, and and just trying to keep them on the line, keep them on the hook or whatever. And I actually read one where a guy, um, managed to get the scammer to send him $3. And the reason why he was able to get the scammer to send him $3 is he was saying he was trying to send him money via uh, via the pay window or whatever, by uh, the credit union, but they wouldn't do it, and they needed to confirm the account number by receiving the money. So okay. he, managed to get, he managed to get the scammer to send him $3. He goes, all I need is like 3 bucks to send it to you, and then I have your account number that's confirmed because I'm trying to send you this money to, you know, process the visa application for you and your yeah. family to get out. And the scammer's like, but no, you have to you have to just do it to this account number. He goes, I'm trying, but they keep saying it's rejected. Look, he said, they said, if you sent me $3 to this account number, which is mine, then that would validate your account number and would find out why it's not going wrong. Fair I've, story, I've sent yeah. it straight back. And so the guy did. And then, <laughs> and so this, this guy then sent a message to the scammer and said, fuck you, here's your th- I've got your three bucks and you're not getting back. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not often that they get one up. But I no. um, I came home the other day and we have a home phone, but we I can't remember the last time I actually yeah, spoke on it. Ours isn't plugged in. <clears throat> well, we have it simply, I think, because you need it for the internet connection or whatever. Um, and also, it's got an answering machine or whatever, and some people might know that number. But I listened to a message on my voicemail of my home phone. And I'm just going to play you this message. And I was just taken aback. So listen to this. Okay. We have received a complaint of you from Australian Taxation Office. And your reference number is LX6972. As there is a legal case going to be filed against your name, including a warrant for your arrest. <laughs> now, before the case is sent for execution, and you receive the legal course of notification, 
You can call the taxation office on 028006-4677, the number again, 028006-4677. Don't ignore. So before before any of the roadies call that number, fucking don't. Okay? <laughs> yeah, definitely don't do it. Do not do it. I don't. I personally don't know what happens when you call that number. Um, some of those are then routed off to international uh, numbers, and you get charged fifteen dollars yep. a second to be able to make a phone call to it, and they get the money that way. Or some of them then uh, engage you in a conversation and try and get to it. But I was amazed that that was the message, that that's what they tried to do. Did, to did, I, did I hear execution in there? Uh, a warrant execution. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was written. I don't think we've had an execution in Australia since, I think, the 60s. So I don't, I don't think the ATO has gone that hardcore. <laughs> They're trying really not, hard with the scams these days. <laughs> if you do not comply with this message, we will execute you. <laughs> I am a Dalek. Exterminate. Exterminate. Uh, so um, there you go. That was the latest thing. I, do you know the thing that saddens me the most is someone, and it's most probably going to be an old biddy um, who... Oh, yeah, they'll fall for it. He's just going to go, oh, what was the number? Mm. And, and try and make that phone call. And just dogs. Absolute yeah. dogs. And it is normally the elderly to get caught because they're they're not wise to the the trickeries of the internet and scam artists and everything these days. It's really unfortunate. Oh it's shit. Mind you, I've worked with the guy uh Kev, Kev Arena. Big shout out to Kev, who will never listen is he, to this. Um, is his brother Rod? <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Very what was his middle what was his middle name? That's oh, right, Rod Laver Arena. <laughs> Kevin is his name, and I call him Keverina because he told me when my daughter was being born, before we knew what gender it was, that I could call my child after him either Kevin or Keverina. So Kev's never going to listen to this because Kev uh, doesn't do a lot of technology. He's in his uh, late sixties now, but oh, he still Rod gets seventy-three. So <laughs> yeah, but he still gets the occasional snail mail. Scan. No way. True story. So you've been selected and you've won this prize. All you need to do is send back your bank details and all that kind of stuff. And, like, he's a cluey bloke, so he obviously knows it's a scam. So what he does is he says return to sender, which means they have to pay for postage. <laughs> that's, that's his little thing. So if they want to... It gets returned to sender. Um, and, yeah, so he believes that they get paid for postage and that's his way of saying, sticking it to the man! Stale mail, snail mail spam. Really? I got one the other day. I got one, I think I posted it up on Facebook, where it was uh, a very glossy brochure and the glossy brochure was for a travel company saying, um, as an introductory offer, we're giving you two scratchy tickets. First prize in this scratchy ticket is... $250,000 and second prize is $98,000 and the third prize is $50,000 and then it went down to okay. we're going to give you a holiday worth $50,000 we're going to give you a holiday worth $20,000 blah 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 had about 10 prizes on it very glossy brochure and they had the scratchy cards that you could actually scratch off and all that kind of stuff first card I got was a dud second chance draw I was a bit gutted no second card though well here we go I had one second prize 98 
$1,000. Joseph Mather, you rich little boy. I know. Unfortunately, it was a ruse. They were charlatans (laughs) who who were trying to PT Barnum me. A sucker is born every day. And, yeah, that was what it was. It was a scam. But the thing that I appreciated the most about it was the detail in the brochure, the detail in Scratchy, and especially the detail in making me only win second prize, (laughs) not first prize, because... Because no one wins first prize. Because no one wins first prize. So there was one first prize, but there was three second prizes. So I'd won one of those, and I I can just imagine. And all I needed to do is send off my account number and... A check, I think it was, or EF, yeah, it was a check or something so that I could transfer them the couple of grand, two grand processing fee, yeah. or it might have even been $250 process, whatever it was, it was a fee to be able to process my winnings of $98,000. I tell you, so, it's not a bad investment, a couple hundred bucks for 98 grand, I would have oh, done Oh, easy. <sighs> Definitely. Why not? You know, and all they needed was my passport number, my driver's license, and, and the CVC number off the back of my credit card. <laughs> That's all, yeah. Such minor details. It's just numbers. Come on. <laughs> Identity theft, people. It's out there. It's real. And it is a white-collar crime. Speaking yes. of a crime, that's mm. actually a good segue. I, I'm going to throw in an apology. <laughs> oh. This, yeah. I just feel like I should. To, um, to me or the roadies? Well, no, no. No, this is, um, this is actually to my mum. Um, oh, because Mel! when we put up episode uh, 17, yes, uh, I mentioned, or we mentioned it was my birthday. Yeah, oh, did and you not many roadies? Oh, no, well, not many roadies would have listened to the episode yet. We only just posted it quite recently today. Um, and I did tag and say, "Sorry, Mum," yes. uh, because I do mention the fact it was my 45th birthday, which meant it yes. was 45 years ago. That uh, I appeared out of my mother's vagina. Now, yes. <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe I shouldn't oh, have mentioned Troy. Mel's vagina yes. in a live podcast that lots and lots of, you know, hundreds at this stage of people could listen to. Yes. Um, well, so, so it's on the internet, so it's now or, billions. Or it could be and, billions eventually. And we're on Stitcher as well for those who are playing it. We are, yeah. So, um, so I probably th- should apologise. Um, for talking about mum's vagina on a podcast. And and I think I should probably not mention her vagina again. Um, what happens if I mention her vagina? Well, that's a bit weird if you do, isn't it? Why? But then You're I can my, mention to I, you not to mention my mother's vagina. But I really like you. And if it wasn't for that vagina, you wouldn't be here. Because if you, she didn't have that vagina, your ha- father, Ivan, wouldn't have put his penis in the vagina... Which means nine months later you wouldn't have come out of that vagina. <laughs> it's a fair call. It's a fair call, and yeah. you weren't the first one. Shout out to Shell. Shout out to Trace. Yeah, well, it was a used vagina. Like it's, um, it wasn't brand new. <laughs> no, but you, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think Wayne, I think Wayne would be happy with your mum's vagina. He got, <laughs> he got his partner out of it, didn't he? He, he did, and um, and there's a lot of uh, a lot Jasmine. of. People in the horse industry that um, would be happy that Shelley is around because exactly. she, she um, trains harness racing. Paces. She does the trots. Yeah. So when I said horse, then people got a bit thought I was going to be filthy. Yeah. But just stop it, roadies. We don't how go does, down that line. How does your girlfriend Jazz feel about your mum's vagina? All right. Mel, Mel's well, vagina. If you're looking at it in that context, not that I look at Mel's <laughs> vagina, um, <laughs> I suppose she doesn't mind it. 
Well, a lot of oh, look, it's come from that look, vagina. And I'm, I'm, gonna, and, I'm actually now yep. going to retract my apology <laughs> about mum's vagina. <laughs> mum, your vagina's all right by me. Yeah, and, and all by these me other people well. too. They like it. So, yeah. if any other roadies out there, just mention on Facebook uh, when we load this one up. If you want to just mention that you're pretty happy with mum's vagina, if you like, on. if you like Merle's vagina, go to Facebook and like us. Yeah. There you go. And on, <laughs> and on that note, I'm Joe. Um, I'm Troy out of Merle's vagina. <laughs> we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are. <laughs> That's a nice bit. <laughs>